Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Valor Outdoor Sportsman's Podcast, brought to you by Valor Game Calls, G93 Outdoors, and Capturing the Hunt. Let's go! What's up, what's up everyone? So glad you're checking out the podcast again. I think this is episode number six. I don't think, I know. This is episode number six. And, uh, and again, thank y'all so much for the feedback, uh, for all the listens and downloads. It's awesome to get to, uh, I get to talk to people, um, and they'll, they'll talk about stuff that they listen to on the podcast. So that's always cool to, to know that people are listening and, uh, enjoying what they're hearing. And so this is again, just a podcast where we're kind of telling our story and, uh, our opinions and, um, what we do as, as waterfowl hunters and all that kind of stuff. So Again, thank y'all for listening. Uh, it's awesome. This community, the waterfowl community, is so cool. And uh, this is a Duck Season Eve podcast. So today's Tuesday, but we're actually going to release this Friday, November 13th, which is our Duck Season Eve here in Central Texas. We open the 14th for Big Duck Season. So uh, we wanted to do a Duck Season Eve podcast talk about kind of our expectations for the season going into the season and what we're going to be doing this weekend and throughout the season for our hunt so today again i have with me my good buddy lay taylor what's up bro hello how are you pretty good awesome you've been busy yeah we'll talk about that a lot in this podcast that's great dude i love your story and everything that's happening with your story right now and so it's just a cool cool uh story and if you heard the Lath podcast uh, where he kind of told his story about his company capturing the hunt, uh, it was cool to hear. Um, man, it's, it hadn't even been a year, and uh, the Lord's doing some gnarly things. Mm-hmm. So cool. So anyway, jumping into the podcast, uh, first I wanted to talk about some sponsors of the show. Um, I always talk about Valor, which is my personal company. Uh, we make handmade duck calls, goose calls, varmint calls, anything handmade, any colors you want. Um, we would love to get you a call in your hands for the season. Uh, we're trying to catch up on some orders still. We had some more, we got more orders coming in this week, um, you know, cause everybody's getting ready for the season. So, uh, we're, we started doing image barrels and, uh, we've got, so kind of sad. We're going to talk about this at the end of the podcast, but the election was last week, you know? And uh, we still don't know the outcome of the election. Some people are calling it, some people are not. But uh, we have uh, have quite a few um, Trump 2020 <laughs> blanks still in stock. So uh, either that's going to be Trump 2020 he won or Trump 2020 these are throwback collector calls that you can't get anywhere else because uh, we don't know what it's going to look like. So we got some of those. Um, I've got some water butter, water burger blanks in. Uh, if you're from the South... We all have a great love for Whataburger. Yes. Oh, man. It's so good. So anyway, we got a lot of cool stuff. Again, if you have anything that you want, even an idea, the Whataburger call came from a guy messaged me, and he said, his message said, okay, I was posting some image barrels, and he said, okay, I got to ask, can you do a Whataburger call? And I said, I've never done one, but I'm sure I can, and that would be incredible. So went found the found everything that I needed, and uh, we have those. The barrels are in stock. The inserts are coming in today, um, so we we can't post those on socials uh, just for copyright laws and stuff like that. But um, if you uh, 
be watching our stuff. You know, some guys will be wearing them on their lanyards, and you'll see them. And if you're a Waterburger fan, hit me up and get you a Waterburger call. They may even taste like a honey butter chicken biscuit. If I, not really, <laughs> that'd be gnarly, wouldn't it? All right, G ninety three outdoors. My good buddy Colt outdoor and uh colt door dude i just call him colt outdoor man <laughs> colt door uh rusty rumbo um they're partners in g93 they got a big ranch uh we've got a couple of ranches now that we're guiding on uh one of them's up in possum kingdom with some monster deer on it they've taken four or five this week that's like they're huge uh but yeah i just kept saying they kept posting and another one. <laughs> and another, another one. one. And yeah. another one. And they've got access and black buck and all kinds of stuff. So really great looking. They're, the black buck they posted, I mean, they're, they're just, they got some great, uh, great animals out there, um, some great game. So if you want to get on a hunt like that, we'd love that. We also have a new ranch in Glen Rose, Texas, that uh, it's been, all the reports we've had from the last seasons has been it's stacked with ducks throughout the season. And uh, all the scouting we've done so far, when we get these cold snaps in, um, the big lake was loaded with mallards and pintails before season started. So that's a great sign, especially this early down here in Texas, to have that many big ducks already. So I'm super excited. If you want to get on a hunt with us, contact us through our socials, Valor, Capturing the Hunt, G93, any of us, we can get you connected. And again, um, we did a... We did a giveaway, and we're going to draw that live. Uh, November 1st was supposed to be the drawing. I got sick. Hope it wasn't the Rona, but I got sick. We had some things go on, so um, we didn't get to do the drawing. We're going to do it live on this podcast, and we're going to uh, announce the winner of that. So we'll talk about that here in a bit. Capturing the Hunt. Again, that's Lay Taylor, the owner, operator, CEO, CFO, all those all O's. Of <laughs> all of it. That's well, I guess him. the CFO would be Paige. Paige is the CFO. There we go. I hold all the other titles. There you go. <laughs> You've officially given her the CFO title. So, uh, man, he does hunting photography um, for us. He's on our team. He does hunting photography for a lot of other uh, outfitters. He's doing some TV shows now, helping record those. Uh, and, again, he started less than a year ago, and this was just an idea, and I dream, uh, and I dream, <laughs> a dream, and he launched it. And, uh, man, all it's thanks just, to you. It's growing, and uh, man, I just, it, no, not thanks to me. It was literally like, well, hey, yeah, I have thanks, this idea. Thanks, thanks to God. But that's I mean, right. You're that's the one right. that pushed me. Well, yeah, but it's been cool to see it grow, and uh, it's awesome. So we'll talk. He's here on the podcast, so we'll talk a lot about that. Uh, ABL Custom Decoy Rigs. So, uh, man, Damon, uh, we're planning on having him on the podcast. He makes some killer rigs. I just moved to a new rental house. We're actually sitting in my living room right now, so we've got a new recording system. Um, so it may sound a little different. Hope it sounds good. But uh, I just set up my garage. We have a detached garage, and I put all my decoy stuff in there. And I'm uh, I'm a little. I've got. I don't know if I can say this, but I've got too many decoys, man. I've got so many decoys. And uh, they all have Damon's rigs on them, and uh, I've moved them five or six times from different spots, storages, whatever. And, uh, man, they just never tangle, even piling them in a pile and then picking them up. So I love his rigs. If y'all can see on socials, he's gaining momentum uh, because anybody, whenever, when anybody says, hey, what rig should I use, everybody always says, hey, Bears Custom Decoy Rigs. So awesome guy. Um, if you need rigs for the season, go check him out. 
Green Fox Marketing again. Uh, <clears throat> Eric Wilkins, our good buddy there. They're out of Granbury, and uh, we use their podcast studio for a bit for this podcast, and they do killer marketing for um, businesses, whatever, um, social media, websites, all that kind of stuff. Uh, really high-end, great quality stuff. Lathe actually takes pictures for them on some of their marketing stuff as well. So go check them out, and you'll see the quality of their work. And, uh, man, great marketing is huge for your company. So I know a lot of business owners listen to the podcast. and So if you ever need any of that, contact Eric over there at Green Fox, and uh, he'd love to get you set up with that. Last one for the day is Rowdy Foul Lanyards. Again, uh, I've used so many lanyards over the years. There's a lot that I like. Um, and uh, Rowdy Foul, just they create, they make great lanyards. They're really high quality. I love all the features on them. And uh, that's what I'm going to be running this season. So used it during till season, loved it. And uh, we're fixing to get out this weekend and run them Rowdy Foul lanyards with them Valor Calls. So excited about that. Um, so today, uh, just wanted to, again. What about, what about honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, yes. We're also sponsored by Ty. Always sponsored. Always by sponsored Ty. by Ty. And then, uh, yeah, let's do honorable mentions uh, just a second. I wanted okay. to talk about topics for the day, then we'll go to honorable mentions, and then Sounds we'll good. get into the meat of the podcast. So, um, topics today, I wanted to talk about Duck Season Eve. Uh, that's almost as big to me as Christmas Eve. I'm, I get so pumped. Um, we'll talk about plan for the year, season prep, uh, just some things. The last podcast we did, we talked about beginners, like what advice we would give beginners. Yeah. And I think we covered a lot, and it was a really good podcast. Yeah, we covered a lot. Colton Zeke uh, were on that one with us. But after I got to thinking about it, there was a few things that I was like, man, we didn't talk about this or this. So a couple things I wanted to touch on for beginner kind of hunters. Um, I'm already seen on social media on the waterfowl pages that – guys are saying it's my first season to really go after some ducks give me some pointers and all that so yeah i wanted to talk about a couple things there we're gonna do the giveaway live hunt updates from this season so far um lace been on some cool hunts already um we talked about till season on our last podcast so we may not talk about it a lot but i do want to talk about the hunts you've been on reports from canada reports so far from the north all that and then we're going to wrap up with a little bit of election talk we don't get political too much but that's a huge thing right now in our uh, nation. And uh, so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit and give some thoughts on it. So I have not talked about the election with Lathe much at all. Mm-mm. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Live thoughts from Lathe. There you go. Here we go. We'll see what happens. So, uh, yes, honorable mention sponsors. Uh, this is a lot of people love this little section of the show. It's one of my favorite sections of the show. Um, so this is... Sponsors that don't that don't know we exist, don't financially support the show, don't e- don't even know who we are, but it's products or things that we really enjoy that we use when we're hunting or in the duck blind or in life that help us be better hunters or whatever. Mine is great today. I'm so excited about it. But let's switch it up, Lath. You let's let's have your honorable mention sponsor first today. What is your honorable mention sponsor uh, for Duck Season Eve? The Sandisk. Pro Extreme SD card. Wow. Okay. One twenty-eight gigabyte. The one twenty-eight, huh? One twenty-eight gigabyte. To be specific. To be specific. So, why why is that your honorable mention sponsor? Because I I use those all the time. (laughs) How (laughs) how many do you think you have? 
I have five of the 128s. I have more, but like 65, 64, but I have probably five of the 128s, but I need more. Yeah. Because I always many need more. SD cards do you think you have in total? Uh, in my thing, there is, it should be 12. 12. And my and little SD card. They're not all the same. I eventually would like to get all the same so I can just keep rotating the but, 128s. But your go-to, if you're like, I got to go buy an SD card, oh, is the SanDisk. That's the, only, the only thing I'm buying now is that it's SanDisk 128 Pro Extreme. It's like the black, red, and gold. Black. It's like mostly black and gray or black, red, and gray. Yeah. That's killer. Uh, those are crucial. Yep. You got to have them. I do. For what I do, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I love it. Uh, SD cards. Those are those are huge. That's awesome. Also, not just for you, not just for photography, but guys, game cams, trail cams. Yeah. I mean, everyone. I, I, I definitely recommend SanDisk. I, I haven't had any pro- I mean, I take that back. There has been one problem I've had with SanDisk, but it wasn't my Sand. It was a different person's car that I was borrowing for a, for something I was doing. Yeah. And it lost the, it kind of like lost the data, but it wasn't an extreme pro. It was like the extreme, whatever. So the one below it. Yeah. Now they're not going to sponsor us, dude. But I've never had a problem with it. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's awesome. So uh, mine today is going to be, now I could have gone a lot of directions with this, but I'm going to zero in on one and it may not be the ultimate popular opinion, but I think we'll get some feedback on this. But my honorable mention sponsor today is oatmeal cream pies. Oh, okay. okay. The Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies? Or yeah. So specifically li- or other ones? Too? So Little Debbie specifically. Okay. Little Debbie in general has great snacks. Okay. Uh, I zeroed down in on the oatmeal cream pie because, uh, man, you can throw them in your blind bag. You can keep them in your truck. I, I've never known one to go bad. I've eaten some that were a little hard because they've sat there so long you know but uh man it's really a great it's the healthiest snack you can get don't you think i mean (laughs) it's not healthy at all great (laughs) it's it's incredibly tasty i love ocps uh also within the little debbie genre of snacks there's so many others that swiss cake rolls i mean come on pecan swirls pecan swirls nutty bars cosmic brownies oh man cosmic brownies there's so many that you can mention. Devil Devil Creams. Have I don't you ever think had one? I've had a Devil Cream. Oh man, those are great. There's so many. And uh, I usually take an oatmeal cream and a Star Crunch. Either it was an oatmeal cream or a Star Crunch to lunch every day as a kid. Star Crunch, dude. That's another great one. I mean, there's so many. Now here's the thing. I I would almost venture to say the Swiss cake roll is maybe my favorite. I had some Swiss cake rolls the other day. Man, and but. The oatmeal cream pie is not chocolate, so it doesn't melt like a Swiss cake roll. Uh, it's more durable <laughs> when you're out in the field, whatever. So I went with oatmeal cream pie, um, but Little Debbie in general is just great. So uh, if you've never had an oatmeal cream pie, I suggest get to that store and get you one. The other thing about Little Debbie is, I don't know how many years ago they did this, but they released the big pack versions of all of their snacks so not only can you get a small oatmeal cream pie now you can get the big one that has more filling bigger cookies and they've released that with all of them the swiss cake roll you can get the big version of it you go to the the convenience store 
get some gas, get you some Swiss cake rolls, and it's the bigger versions. And yeah, I mean, seen they're that. just top notch, man. I do like the bigger versions of them. <laughs> yeah, it, they are better. I don't know how. There's more. I mean, it, it's ratio. It feels better than eating two. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same amount, but it feels better than eating. So two. I can eat two oatmeal cream pies or one big one and feel better about it. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, one of one of my favorite Jimmy Fallon, on Jimmy Fallon. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Fallon. Um, one time, oh my gosh, I went blank. The guy that plays Elf, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. How do I forget Will Ferrell? Uh, he went on Jimmy Fallon one time, and he randomly showed up as Little Debbie. Have you ever seen that clip? Uh-uh. He shows up as Little Debbie. They don't know he's going to do it. He walks out, and he does the whole interview as Little Debbie. And uh, it's hilarious. So go look that up. Check it out. But that's my honorable mention sponsor for today, Oatmeal Cream Pies. I will have those in my bag this season. My kids love them. Hey, you hungry? Get you an OCP. We need to make some T-shirts. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> OCP T-shirts. You just need to make another. Never mind. I'll tell you after because people <laughs> are going to want to do it. People are going to want it. <laughs> okay, so, man, this is, uh, again, we're releasing this on Duck Season Eve, so wanted to talk about the season a little bit uh, here. Our season starts November 14th. Uh, I believe last time I looked, I'm not 100%, I'm 95%. We Our season runs for two weeks, then our split hits, and then we go all the way from, like, December, beginning of December through end of January. Yeah. So, we'll be hunting hard those two weeks. Uh and then take that split, and then again we'll be hunting all, hard all the way I mean, through at January. The split usually people just go deer hunt. <laughs> yeah, go deer hunt. Deer rifle season just kicked off last weekend. Yep. So um, bunch bunch of big bucks on social media right now. People posting pictures, so that's cool. Deer hunting around here is huge, um, bigger than duck hunting for sure around these yeah, parts. Everybody deer hunts. Uh, duck hunting is gaining momentum, and more and more guys are doing it. So, but uh, I just want to talk about plan for tomorrow and uh, this weekend and going into next week so we've got a lot of places that we guide um on our ranch in glenrose we have a, a big benefit hunt coming in for a quail hunt this weekend uh and so we're, we're not running any duck hunts at tierra sagrada this weekend um and we don't have anyone booked for our other place uh, so for us, for a fun hunt, we don't want to go hunt our guide spots and blow birds off of it whenever we have clients coming in the next weekend. So um, we're actually going to go hunt some public spots this weekend, some spots that we've been told about. Um, we're going to go guide later this week to see where the birds are and all that. But um, the plan for Saturday morning is we're going to go to a public spot over kind of by Lake Whitney. And... Um, I think my son's going to go, my 7-year-old, my 11-year-old daughter. My daughter just turned 11. That may, I'm old. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, she wants to go. My brother wants to go. So I'm sure we have. We may have some other buddies. But um, the spot we're going, it's just you kind of park on the side of the highway. There's a little trail. You walk down to the river that feeds into Lake Whitney and uh, hunt that spot. So uh, we're going to go check that out this week. I've heard it's it's good for some gadwall and some a few big ducks. I don't know what. Public land hunting is cool because you never know what you're going to get. You can get mixed bags, um, and uh, you never know what you're going to get. So we're going to go check that out and do some public land hunting opening weekend. I'm excited about that. Um, and then we'll get into the, the season, guiding hunts. Uh, the 21st, we have a hunt with a, a group um, called Advance Camp. Yep. And so... That's a, 
a buddy of ours, his name's Chad Wallen. He's probably, we're going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, Chad's a, an awesome dude, and he started a deal called Advance Camp where he takes um, kids and, and younger. Follow this young men, and we, I'm actually a part of. Yeah. Um, I'm actually one of the mentors, and I do a lot of the <clears throat> media, a lot of the media for them. Um, but it's an organization where we take follow this young men in our community and go do things that the dad that dad should have could have or would have done if he was in the picture. Yeah, so uh, it's cool to hear stories from Chad where they literally teach these kids how to change tires on a bike, how to change a tire on a car, how yep. to change oil in a car, how to and a lot of different trades that how to weld. They just one of their bigger ones that they just did was welding a a trailer together, putting a learning how to weld and put a trailer together. Yeah. Leather working. They made wallets one time. So, uh, such a cool, a cool thing that he started and, um, taking these kids who don't have dads in their life that we, neither of us have our dads in our life right now. <laughs> my, my parents were divorced. Um, I mean, you, you told your story on the podcast mm-hmm. a while back, but, um, stepdads and all that. But, you know, when you're growing up and you don't have a dad in your life, that there's a lot of things that he could teach you and a lot of things that you need to know. And these kids don't get it. They live in in big cities and, and they just don't, they don't have that. So Chad has a heart for that and the Lord's using it. And uh, he, uh, this weekend, the 21st, we're actually taking the kids on a duck hunt and we're going to, uh, he wants me to come in and show them how to turn calls on the lathe and, and make duck calls and all that. So I think we're camping out Friday night with them, hanging out, yep. hunting Saturday morning, and then we'll come back and turn some calls on the lathe and teach them how to do that and yep. teach them life skills. So um, that'll be a really cool event, the 21st. And then, of course, we'll have guided hunts all throughout the season um, yeah. whenever they're whenever they're happening. Again, we have spots available. Um, if do you want to do, does Colt? Like does Colt run any during the week at all? Yeah, he'll oh. run. He'll run hunts during the week. Sunday so. through Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, someone wants to go on a hunt, we have birds somewhere. We got a lot of places. So, okay. um, hit us up. We we have spots available because we have so many spots to hunt, um, and we'd love to get you out on a hunt. We're uh, we're going to be running some deals for Tierra Sagrada, some one night, two night deals. And, uh, man, that place is so cool. The, the lodge is incredible. The party barn's incredible. They just redid the party barn. I went out there a couple of days ago and, uh, they're putting this awesome bar in there with like TVs, sports bar kind of area. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So that's kind of the plan going into the season. Um, I'll be excited to do a podcast after opening day. To give some updates on uh, what what we did on public land, we may not see a single bird, but I'm going to go scout it to see if I can find find where the birds are before we get out there. So that's the plan for opening day. Um, I think Saturday. Are you? I'm going to be with uh, Red Barn Outfitters. Yep, they're doing a big hunt, and Late's going with them that morning to take pictures. So that'll be really cool. We might do Sunday. We talked about Sunday problems, but. Yeah, so we may do um, Sunday morning. I've always, I've been in ministry for 16 years now, um, maybe 17. It's been a long time. But anyway, uh, I've always had Sunday morning service. Um, We're actually fixing to launch our campus in Godly, and our building is not ready yet for us to meet in. So all of our team is actually meeting Sunday nights 
at another one of our campuses because Sunday mornings, all the campuses are full and busy. So our team's meeting on Sunday nights, and so it kind of frees me up for the first time in 17 years yeah. to um, be able to do some hunting on Sunday mornings with the kiddos and all that. So we're going to do a little bit of that, I think, um, until December 13th, and then we're rolling uh, on Sunday mornings at the Godly campus. Yep. So if you're around this area, around Godly, Texas, Granbury, wherever, um, and you wanted to come check out the church, check out Meet Us. We'll be there every Sunday hanging out. Um, I'm the pastor at the Godly Campus, so uh, it's going to be fun. Um, and we just, we're a church that reaches men. So if you like hunting, if you like outdoors, if you like any of that, I mean, it's not just that, but yeah. you'll feel comfortable. You can wear shorts, t-shirt, whatever. Come hang out. Come come meet us, and uh, we'd love for you to hang out with us. So Yeah. That's kind of planned for the season. I wanted to talk some season prep. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of what what things I'm thinking about going into the season. I don't know for you, it may be a little different because you're you're thinking season prep photography wise, but also um, I think you're going to be on you're going to be <coughs> pulling the trigger not on the camera but on the gun this season as well. So oh, yeah. Um, Late's planning to go on a deer hunt. You're leaving tomorrow, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Going on a deer hunt tomorrow. So <clears throat> just wanted to talk about season prep and, and things that I've been thinking about and getting ready for the season. So like I said a minute ago, we moved into a new rental house and uh, I got moved all my duck hunting stuff, my waterfowl stuff into the garage and set it up. Um, and man, the things that I really going into opening morning of big duck season uh, the things that I want to make sure I have is all my decoys ready, lined out, know what I'm going to take. I want to have my motion ready. <laughs> Motion's huge. Uh, someone asked a couple days ago on social media, if these, if there's these top five things in waterfowl that are important, what would you say the most important is? And one of them was like the shells you shoot, the, your cover, your decoys, um, and two other things, and they didn't put motion in there. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, man, I honestly think the two most important things for me would be my cover, making sure the birds can't see me, and motion. Like um, motion of the decoys? Motion of the decoys. Okay. If you don't have wind, if your decoys aren't moving, they they just look like plastic things float, sitting still in the water. Yeah. Um, when those ducks are flying over, if you can create motion in your spread, if you can, <clears throat> whatever it may be, uh, it catches their attention. It looks like real ducks sitting on the water instead of just something sitting there still. And uh, not only is the decoy moving, but it's creating that movement in the water that normal ducks create when they're sitting there on the water feeding or floating or whatever they're doing. So I think motion is is probably one of the biggest keys when waterfowl hunting, trying to get ducks to decoy in and get them close to you so you can shoot them. Um, <clears throat> there's... The past three seasons, I've slowly grown my decoy collection and my motion setup and everything that I've got. I don't um, think I've ever seen it all. You may not. I mean, when we're done with this podcast, we'll walk out there and you can okay. check it all out. <laughs> uh, so I, I haven't run a whole lot of mojos in the past, maybe one here and there. Colt has a couple that we run. And mojos are one of those things down here. This season's way different because Canada has been so much different. But in the past... When ducks get this far south, the mojos, early season they work sometimes, late season birds kind of know the deal. 
Um, we may throw them out at first just to see if ducks are liking them. If they don't, we may pull them, turn them off, whatever. So uh, I haven't, I haven't, I think I had one mojo before this season. Um, I bought some used ones from a guy, but, and I had those and I hadn't got them working. But this season, uh, I think I'm, I have five mojos now <laughs> that uh, I bought and just through different things. And uh, I, I have five now. Um, I've got a redhead mojo, um, a mallard hen, mallard drake, a teal mojo, uh, and then I've got some dove mojos. In teal season, we ran some dove mojos, and they worked great. So um, they work really good. Yeah. So I've got a lot of mojos now. I think I have a mojo for every scenario. That should be their motto. Mojo um, for every scenario. Mojo for every scenario. So got some mojos. Uh, I also run a Wonder Wonder Duck Duck Butt Splasher. Um, Wonder Duck is a company out of Marshall, Texas, I think. And that's where I went to school. ETBU. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. So they have uh, they make cool decoys. They're a little different than a Mojo or kind of those other companies. They have like a foam thing that they float on. But this duck butt, it has spinning things on the side. I'm sure some of y'all guys use them, but uh, it just splashes water, throws it in your decoys. It doesn't make a ton of movement, but when that thing's moving around and it's splashing water, it's creating movement, and I've liked using that thing. So I think yeah. it was in our uh, duck hunter video that we made. It was. I it definitely it was. was. Yep. That and some of those mojos. So, yep. um, one thing that I've wanted for the past two or three seasons uh, that I've never pulled the trigger on, um, but I ordered it two days ago. It's coming in tomorrow, so Uh-oh. I'm super excited. Uh, it's called the Higdon Pulsator. So Higdon, if you're listening, we need that sponsorship on this show. What? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Higdon Pulsator. I'm sure a lot of you guys use them. If you've never seen one or never never seen one in action, never had one in your spread, it's also a duck butt splasher, but it has a motor. Uh, when I first got into duck hunting, a buddy of mine had one, and it was the battery was uh, it, it was like the anchor of the decoy. So you charge the battery, that battery set in a waterproof box on the bottom of the water wherever you're at, yeah. and then the cord came up, and um, it has a motor on it, a little pump that pumps in water, and it has a tube that splashes that water on the duck butt so you think man that can create some movement well what happens is it moves a lot of water and it shoots it on that duck butt it splashes it up a little bit splashes it out so the actual duck butt is moving bobbing in the water that's creating movement and then the splash from the water it's throwing out is creating movement and it's one of the best motion like single all-in-one motion decoys that that i've seen uh, they, I think they changed it now to where the, the battery and the motor is all in the, in the actual decoy. So it's a little different setup, but I ordered one from Roger sporting goods a couple days ago. Um, if you've never ordered from Rogers, uh, I had until this season I've ordered, I ordered shells from them. I ordered, uh, some, they were running some decoy gloves on sale and I ordered those. And then I ordered decoy these gloves, decoy gloves. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. That's crucial. But okay. decoy gloves, and then uh, I ordered this duck butt splasher, this Higdon Pulsator, and um, they were running a, a Max 5 gun case on sale. That I was like, it was cheap. It's like 50% off. So I snagged that while I was on there. But they're always super quick. I ordered this 
Sunday and it'll be here tomorrow. So if you need anything, they've got a lot of stuff. They usually run great sales, especially on shells. And uh, yeah, order where from is, them. Where is Rogers Base out of? Um, I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. It's got to be somewhere in central U.S. Yeah. I may be way off. But to get me that stuff in three days, I don't know. They may be up north, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they're a great company, and they always get me stuff super quick. So we talked about decoy gloves. So uh, going into the season, decoy prep, motion prep, making sure I got all my decoys, what I want to take, my motion. Um Jerk rigs, they're like 15 bucks. They're kind of hard to set. When it's super cold outside and your hands are, you got gloves on, jerk rigs are hard to set up. So the pulsator or um, there's some other motion stuff out there, whether it's some guys use flock of flickers, some guys use, um, they have, I forget what the company is, but they have these systems that you can rig four decoys up and move the whole system and or six decoys eight decoys and those seem to work i've never personally used one they they look like they work really well also but my advice is have some kind of motion have a way to make motion if you're not going to have wind even if it's five eight mile an hour wind you're not going to move your decoys a ton so try to have some motion um something that creates movement in your spread and it's going to get those ducks in uh we mentioned decoy gloves um one of the worst things ever is to get out on a hunt and you get your hands wet and your hands are frozen the whole time okay have you ever done that no you're pretty good about i mean you get in the water with me and you take pictures of throwing decoys and all that but you've you got that camera if your hands get wet your camera's wet and that ain't no good yeah you don't want that. I usually have a camera in my hand, so I don't usually try to get my hands wet. <laughs> you don't go diving in and swimming. Um, but I'm, I've uh, there's been times where I've gone out to hunt, and it's on the edge of being kind of cold, and I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. And I get out there without my decoy gloves, and I throw decoys, and I get my hands wet, and then my hands are freezing throughout the whole morning. So decoy gloves, I would say if you're a beginner, crucial. Go grab you some waterproof decoy gloves. Um, they make waterproof just gloves, which are okay, but decoy gloves are cool because they go pretty much all the way up to your elbow and you can stick your hand down in the water if you're trying to do whatever and your hands don't get wet. I had a pair of neoprene decoy gloves the last three seasons. They worked well. I got some thorns in them and stuff. And, uh, Rogers was running a cell on some, I think they're hardcore waterfowl, uh, decoy gloves and, they were like 40% off or something. So pulled the trigger on them there. Uh, I usually run a lot of max five stuff or Sitka Optifade camo. These are some other camo that's cool looking. It's not going to match my stuff, but I was like, man, 40% off. What a deal. Can't beat that. Might as well pull yeah. the trigger on them. So got those. I'm excited to run those. If you don't have decoy gloves, I would highly suggest grabbing some because you don't want your hands to be wet. That'd be, yeah, it's crucial. Um, and then shells, that's a big thing. Uh, this year I ordered a box of Rio steel shot from Rogers. Uh, haven't, haven't used Rio a lot. Usually, uh, like two seasons ago at the end of the season, Walmart ran a deal on all their Winchester super X and, uh, you just bought a ton. I bought a ton of it. It was all 50% off. I bought a ton. I've still got quite a bit of that left, but, uh, I gathered, we've moved a couple times. I gathered all of my steel shot up like three days ago and put it in one spot. 
Uh, well, it's in two spots, but I was like, man, I have a lot more than I realized I had. So I've got kind of a plethora. I've got some Blindside, some Winchester. I've got the Rios. I've got, uh, I had some Black Cloud, some different things. But, <clears throat> you know, I uh, I went with Rio this year. They're cheaper. Um, a lot of guys, great reviews. They pattern really well for videos I've seen. Um, I think... A lot of guys are shooting boss now. I'd love to shoot some boss. I've never done that. Um, I think when you're going from steel to bismuth like boss, there's a big difference in that. But among the steel shot, um, you know, like there is some differences here and there, uh, whether it be a black cloud or a blind side where the pellets are shaped different. But, um, you know, man, I just, I think if you, some shells are a little dirtier, the gun gets dirtier, all that kind of stuff. But really, go find you some steel shot and go try to shoot some birds, you know? Uh, I've yeah. run number fours, number threes, number twos, whatever it may be. I ordered number twos this time. Um, and really, uh, most of the shells out there, there may be some duds or some companies that aren't doing it great. But a lot of them are going to be, be good enough to go kill ducks with so find you something that you like that works good for you that you think patterns well in your in your gun and uh get you some good steel shot so we're gonna i'm gonna run rio and uh see how that goes this season i'm just excited to do some reviews on that so um that's kind of the things i'm thinking about going into season uh of course waders i run gator waders breathable waders i talked about a minute ago i had a pair of neoprene decoy gloves. I used to run neoprene waders. I've switched to breathables. Um, the neoprene's great, keeps you warm. I don't like the smell of neoprene. Hmm. I think I mentioned that you that to you one time. Yeah. You're like, what? There's a smell to it? I'm like, I don't know well, why. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I like the smell of neoprene. You like it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't like it really. Um, so when I wear neoprene waders, the rest of the day, I smell neoprene on me, and it's not like a bad smell, but it's just one of those, like, I'm not a huge fan of it. So I switched to breathables uh, two or three seasons ago. Gator Waders, I've had the same pair. They've been great. I love them. Very comfortable, and uh, it's just a different ball game when you're running breathables compared to neoprene. So Yeah, I want to get want to get a pair of Gators. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy them. Uh, there's a lot of other. They're based out of Tyler, by the way. Are they? Yeah, yeah they are. Texas. A lot of Texas companies up in here. I like this. Um, Sitka released their waders. Of course, everybody likes those. The the uh, repair program they've got's great. All that kind of stuff. So, um, but again, if you're a budget hunter, you can go to Academy and buy you a pair of waders. They run them on sale on Black Friday. Their cheapest ones for like forty nine bucks. Yeah. So you can go get you a pair of those and that'll work for you. It may not last you um, as long. As long. You may run it half the season or one season, but for fifty bucks, I mean you can go buy you another pair. So um go get your pair of waders, keep yourself dry and uh that's always crucial. Um and a side note here, uh this has not a lot to do with hunting but um, I bought a pair of Costas probably six months ago. And if, uh, if you don't, never heard of Costa, it's a eyewear brand, sunglasses, all that. Um, big in the fishing world, hunting world, all that. Oh, Costa Oakley, there's a lot of them. But had a pair of Oakleys, misplaced them. I had them for seven or eight years, misplaced them. 
uh, Costa ran a sale. I never wanted to pay as much as they wanted for a pair of them. They ran a sale on their website, uh, and I ended up getting like a hundred dollars off a pair. Oh, so, geez. yeah. So it was like they're regularly, or maybe $90. They're regularly like two sixty, and I got them for one eighty or something. But I got the Reefton's glass lenses. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then everybody says, man, when you get the glass lenses, they don't scratch. They're so worth it. So I bought a pair. Absolutely love them. The lenses are killer. Um, man, it just, I can see better with the sunglasses on than when I can't, when I don't have them on. Um, but about a month and a half ago, I had them on my console in my truck drove home uh the next morning i was taking my kids to school and my son my seven-year-old got in the back seat and he said hey dad look what i found and he raised my sunglasses up <laughs> and they were in the floorboard so i was like oh man i can't believe they fell off so i grabbed them and whenever i went to put them on the whole eyepiece of it broke off it was i don't know if he stepped on them or when they fell something happened i'm guessing he stepped on them he doesn't want to admit that he stepped on them but he felt really bad but uh, I was like, dang it, my new sunglasses. I had only had them like three months. This is brutal. Um, went on their website, did a service request, uploaded my receipt, uploaded pictures. They messaged me back and said, yep, we're going to fully replace them. Send them in. We'll send you a new pair. So they're at, my new pair is actually coming in a day. So just wanted to mention that. Like, I love when companies have great customer service and they seem to have uh, now their phone system when you call them it, you have to press a bunch of numbers bunch to get to numbers. an actual person yeah. but uh, everybody I've heard their their um, customer service is great and uh, yeah if you have glasses and they mess up they'll send you yeah I'm looking over. at the there's a new one going around called Blue Otter yeah polarized glasses yeah I think they're I think they're kind of similar to Costa's I think they're like maybe like a little bit cheaper if yeah. i remember correctly but i'm wanting a pair of those those look pretty sweet heck yeah that's crucial too eye protection eyewear when it's sunny protect your ears protect your eyes all that kind of stuff because you only have one set of ears and one set of eyes yep can't get mild so uh yeah I, that's the stuff i'm kind of thinking of going into season there's so much more but kind of like if you're going into season thinking what i need to make sure i have you know, those are some things to really be thinking of. Um, if you hunt out of a kayak or a boat, you know, <laughs> all those different things. But we hunt a lot of, we walk, we drive the truck down to blinds or we go to a public spot where we walk in and throw, yeah. throw out decoys and all that. So um, one thing that we didn't touch on in the beginner podcast that we did last week that I wanted to talk about a little bit is dogs. Okay. So when you're a beginner hunter... Um, a lot of times you don't have a dog that's trained to go retrieve your ducks. Uh, you quickly realize that a dog is crucial when duck hunting, especially over water. If you're, if you're field hunting or whatever, uh, you can walk out and grab geese or ducks or whatever. But when you're hunting water, having a good dog is, is pretty crucial to retrieving your ducks and not losing ducks. Um, I have a dog. She's three and a half. I love her. Um, she's been awesome. And, uh, but the first couple seasons that I went, I went with buddies that had dogs or, uh, it just created watching the dogs work is one of my favorite parts of, of oh, water yeah. I love getting pictures of dogs too. Yeah. It's, and you know, when you go hunting with other people, they have dogs and it's just really cool. Uh, cause they're, they like my dog, her name is Delta. She lives 
to retrieve ducks. Like, she just loves it. I mean, when I'm getting camo out, when I'm getting my gun out, she knows this is what's fixing to happen. She's so pumped, and she loves it. So, um, but what happens when you're beginning and you don't have a dog, and you're hunting over water? You gotta go retrieve. You gotta go retrieve. (laughs) Uh, A buddy of ours, he sent us a picture last season, and his son, I don't know, I think he's 12 or 13, uh, they had a duck way out in the water, and he actually got in and swam and got the duck. So, <laughs> but uh, what I've seen is some guys, um, if you don't have a dog and you're needing to retrieve, if you've got a boat, of course you go out there with a the boat. But some tips on that, I've seen guys take like uh, painter poles that extend out. Um, you can get a painter pole. You can get like a golf ball getter. They have those that extend out pretty far. Um, but something that uh, you can reach out there a little bit, 10, 12 feet, um, and that may, if you can, in your waders, walk out there a little bit, that may give you the length you need to get out there and yeah. reach a duck. Also, if there is wind and there's current, it'll push some of those ducks to the bank. You can get them that way. Oh, yeah. also, I've also heard of guys taking fishing poles and, and, and uh, putting a big hook on the end or whatever with a weight, and they just cast it out there to the duck until they hook it and they reel it in, and that's how they get ducks. Oh. So there's a lot of ways to do it. <laughs> but... Man. If you don't have a dog, got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You want to get those ducks. You don't want to. You don't want to leave them sitting out there. No. Um, it's just not right. It's not the, the the right thing to do. So, um, but there's all kinds of ways. Guys are super creative, and so there may be things that that y'all do that we've never even heard of. So let us know on socials how you retrieve ducks without a dog. We'd love to hear that. But um, I've also seen a guy one time brought an extender extender pole to get decoys because sometimes your your rig all of my rigs are four feet but sometimes you have a six foot rig and when you throw it out there it may move down to six feet of water five feet of water well in five feet that's over the top of my waders i can't get out there and get it so he had this little extender pole where he'd just reach out and uh grab those decoys and it was cool i was like man that's a great idea um i've also always thought something else i bought for this season if you don't have uh if you've heard of them i bought a mojo stick it's just a long magnetic stick that you can pick up all your shells with at the, at oh, the end yeah. of the hunt yeah um i bought one they released a new one that actually breaks down and folds into it's like three sections i think so i can fold it down i stick it in my backpack and it's not this three and a half foot pole you're carrying around but i've always thought man they need to make they need to make a decoy that has a magnet in the top of the head so that you can just walk around with your mojo stick, and if it's a little far, you reach out there and hit the magnet on the head and pull it to you. Do you yeah. think that's a great idea? It's kind of cool. See, you yeah. have to get you have to get one of those like rare earth magnet things, like those really strong, strong magnets, because I could see how that would get tangled up. Or yeah, pulled something. But I don't know. A lot of different things, ideas. But um, if you don't have a dog, really be thinking going into season man, how am I going to get these ducks that are out here in the water? Whether it's a pole or a fishing pole or whatever, uh, there's a lot of ways you can do it. So, or anyway, just stripping down your skivvies and jumping in. Yeah, that's a last resort for sure. Mm, you don't want to do that. Uh, if it's not crazy cold, if it's till season, you may welcome the idea of jumping in and going and getting a duck. Yeah, luckily in Texas, we don't ever really get frozen water. I mean, there's probably some times where we might, Yeah, but... So we don't under we don't get the experience of frozen lakes. Crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy frozen. Yeah, stuff. locked up, frozen. Yep. Um, but on the other side of that, it does allow us to hunt 
all the time yeah. because we never lock up. I mean, we, we have open water. And that's good and bad. I mean, sometimes when you're up there somewhere where it does freeze up, it locks up a lot except certain places, and that's where a lot of the birds want to be. But yep. they're also migrating. So anyway, that's some of the stuff kind of going into duck season that uh, that I'm thinking about. And, uh, again, if you have any questions, if you're a beginner, we'd love – answering questions talking to guys whatever you can message any of us on socials we'd love to talk about that stuff um i think i'm gonna do an episode here pretty soon with my wife maybe both of our wives that'd be fun that'd be fun but talking about like i'm talking about duck season prep on my end how i'm gonna go get ducks uh i would love to hear from them hey what is your hunting season prep like in mentally what are you thinking going into season you know it's a little uh, different for us because this is our first year, really. That's true. You and, and Paige. Yeah. Hitting it hard with hunting season. Yeah. So she probably has a lot of, like, I don't know what this is going to look like, yeah. expectations, all that. Uh, Lindsay, she, her family didn't hunt growing up. So this is a total different deal for her. But it's she loves it. She loves our kids getting out there with me. And so... But I'd like, it'd be cool to ask them those questions, you know, like, hey, going into season, what are your thoughts? How much hunting is too much hunting? What How do you think? How much meat do you want actually me to bring home? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, is anyway. Is it all worth me actually leaving? That's right. So, we may do that episode here pretty quick. I think that'd be fun. Next up, uh, man, let's do the giveaway. Okay. Okay. So, our giveaway, we ran a giveaway on our socials. Um, I think I'm going to go. Last episode, we talked about it. No, yeah. it was last episode we talked about it. Yes, last episode was kind of, um, the whole episode was really about that. So Zeke Dorr, uh, I, I went back and listened to that episode, and we didn't talk a lot about Zeke or who he was. I mean, he's Colt's brother, but uh, Zeke's an incredible dude. Um, he uh, does real estate through Magnolia Realty, um, very successful, and, uh, man, he, he just came to us and said, I'd love to sponsor a giveaway where we give away a hunt out at Tierra Sagrada. Uh, and he's going to, he's going to sponsor it for, uh, through Magnolia Realty. And, um, so we're giving away, I'm going to go to the actual post here so I don't mess up what we've told people. I think I know what all it was, but it's a, it's a, um, Okay. Oh, what we're getting I'm supposed away. to have super fast internet here. What's the deal? All right, it's a one night stay at Tierra Sagrada uh, in Glenrose. So you get to come in whatever night it is, whatever night we set up, and you get to stay in the lodge. We'll do dinner at the party barn, all that, and then it's a duck hunt the next morning. So all your meals for the trip and all your lodgings paid for. Um, you're gonna hunt with the Valor team, the G93 guy. So me, Colt, um, Lath will be there. Zeke's gonna be there. Uh, it'll be cool to to get to hang out with all those dudes um you get a photo package of your experience from lay that capturing the hunt so he's going to be there with his camera shooting pictures of the whole hunt and, and even dinner and all that stuff too yeah so we may have someone that's never never gone on a hunt before how cool would that be that'd be sweet be awesome so he's going to be there uh doing pictures for us the whole time and then uh, uh valor is donating a custom duck call and some apparel so we just released some hoodies and hats lace rocking that hat right now I'm wearing it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll do a custom duck call and uh, hat or hoodie or something as well. So you get all that just for 
loving this post and sharing it. Um, we didn't even ask you to comment. So uh, I think we ended up having 33 people. Uh, we asked you to love the post, share the post, and follow our pages. Yep. Uh, G93, Capturing the Hunt, and Valor. So uh, we went through, combed through all of it, and there was 33 people that that cool. qualified for the giveaway. Okay. Um, as I went through, I realized that three of those people, or four, were our wives. So <laughs> Paige yeah. was one of them, Lindsay was one of them, Sky was one of them. Uh, so I took them out of the out of the pool of people because if they won, that's not fair. They right. can just go they can with just, us. They're just gonna go <laughs> anyway. So, uh, and there was one more. I don't. Know, I don't remember who it was. It was. It might have been Zeke's wife or something. But anyway, we narrowed it down to there's 27 people in the drawing. Okay. So what I've done, I've put all 27 names in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, Lath, can you see that right there? Uh, it is all in an Excel spreadsheet. It is. There it is. And then uh, how. It's it's hard to do these giveaways. Uh, it's hard to pick the winner, uh, but I through research we've done a couple of them. What I what I do is I put all the names in column B, column A. You can randomly put numbers. Excel will randomly generate numbers in for every um, row, one through twenty-seven. So I just tap random. It taps a first a number in the first column, and then I I pull that equation or whatever down through all the all those rows and uh, it cr it creates a random number for each name and then I sort it by the number so it goes from lowest number to highest number but it's randomly put numbers besides everyone's name so it's randomly it's like you shuffle the deck of cards and put all these people in one the through top. 27 and then I'm gonna go to a website right now place Lace, watch me. It's called random.org. Random.org. And there's a number generator over here. So you put a minimum and a maximum, 1 through 27. I'm going to hit generate. It's going to generate a number. And then that's going to be the winner. So I'm going to go back to the spreadsheet, and it's going to tell us who the winner was. So Gotcha. It may be Paige Taylor. Not really. I'm kidding. So let's generate the number. 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. So... I haven't gone back to the spreadsheet yet. I'm going back now. Let's go down to 13 is Walker Kirk. Walker Kirk. Oh, okay. Walker Kirk. Uh, so that's awesome. Congratulations, Walker. You won uh, the hunt at Tierra Sagrada. Walker's actually, uh, we know Walker pretty well. Um, he is uh, a student at Tarleton State University right now, and uh, he actually... Three weeks ago, it sounds like this is set up because I know so much about him. I talk to him, uh, I talk to him often, but we see him at church most Sundays. But he became the Texan rider at Tarleton, which is like their mascot that used to ride the horse during the football games and all that. So, anyway, Walker Kirk, congratulations on your win. Heck yeah. Uh, we'll message you, and uh, man, we're gonna get you out to, to Sierra, Tierra Sagrada to shoot some ducks and uh, blow your mind, man. It's gonna be fun. So. That is awesome. Congratulations. Excited. Uh, he'll be so pumped whenever we contact him and let him know about that. So that's <laughs> awesome. Um, next, hunt updates from this season so far. You haven't talked a lot lately. I've been talking a lot. Um, the older I get, the more I talk, man. I don't, I don't know. It just happens. But uh, you got a lot of updates from this season so far. Yeah. So the big thing I want to <laughs> talk about is I'm super jealous 
Okay. Lathe went on a sandhill crane hunt. I did go on a sandhill crane hunt. I want to go on a sandhill crane hunt so bad, and I've never gone on it. I've tried to go a couple times, and it's never worked out. But tell us about the sandhill crane hunt. It looked awesome. You got pictures from it. You're sending me pictures the whole time, making me more jealous. So uh, tell us about details of the sandhill crane hunt and how it went down. So, yeah, um, I went with uh, Red Barn Outfitters out of Stephenville, um, a good buddy of mine, Jacob, and like, another good buddy of mine, Zach. It's Jacob's company, and Zach kind of guides for him, and has some other friends that guide for him, um, like Tristan and a guy named Bunker. But um, Bunker? Bunker Funderburg. That's cool. Now, what? Dude, that's an incredible name. <laughs> I love Bunker's name. Such yeah. a cool name. Is that but, his real name? Yeah, Bunker Funderburg. Dude, that's such a cool name. Um. So, uh, we were actually, so Jacob messaged me and said, Hey, what are you like? I think he, no, he called me and said, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, I got nothing going on. So, uh, and he's like, Oh, okay. Well, we're going on a Sandhill Crane hunt. And I was like, Oh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Sandhill Crane, uh, Sandhill Crane hunt has been one that like when I started all of this, it's one of like the bucket list hunts that I wanted to go on. So I wanted to do. I wanted to capture a sandhill crane hunt, and I also wanted to go shoot some sandhill cranes. Yep. And I got to do both in one weekend, so it's pretty cool. Bucket list, man. Um, so uh, he told me to meet him in Lubbock, so I drove out to Lubbock, um, and uh, for, uh, we stayed there that night. I got there Friday night, and I woke up the next morning. We we had, we had scouted when I got there. Um, we just saw, we found a field, a Milo field that some farmer had in a um, smaller town outside of Lubbock. And we, uh, we hunted there and the farmer let us hunt and, um, we scouted there the day, night before. And then we woke up the next morning and killed a limit. That's awesome. Of eight, eight man limit. So 24 birds. Killer. So, uh, a lot of, I mean, guys talk about this going out finding scouting geese or sandhill cranes or whatever finding them in a field and then literally walking up and knocking on the the landowner's door and asking if you can hunt um sometimes it doesn't work out they yeah, don't want so, you hunting. especially up in lubbock because there's a lot of college kids that like to run hunts yeah and it's kind of hard to get land and we were very fortunate to snag this piece of land because i mean it's hard to find land up in lubbock Especially yeah. around the hunting season, for sure. But it just worked out to where it worked out perfect. Y'all found this one spot, knocked on the door, and asked the guy if was you like, could hunt. "Yeah, come on." That's cool. A lot of these farmers, they don't want these geese and cranes messing up the crops. So, yeah. um, a lot of them will let you hunt if they want the birds gone. But sometimes guys go out there and take advantage of the situation and don't leave it like they found it or nicer than they found it and. They kind of run it for other people, but yeah. I thought that was such a cool story, man. That y'all y'all were able to just drive out there, didn't know where y'all. Yeah, because Jacob and Zach got out there, um, and Bunker lives out there. But Jacob and Zach um, got out there Wednesday, I want to say, and they scouted and scouted and scouted, and they find, I think they found this land, and it was literally like they got confirmed that Friday that they could hunt. Like, they were trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to hunt the next day? And we got confirmed, and we were able to go out there and put a smack on them. There you go, man. So, um, I've never held a sandhill crane in my hands. I've seen a lot of them on pictures and a lot of hunts. Uh, 
what was your first impression when let's talk about when they were flying in what is your impression when the first time they flew into the decoys takes forever <laughs> it takes forever <laughs> they are a because they're so big i mean they don't have a they don't generate a lot of speed when they're flying i mean they fly long distances so they don't need that speed like some ducks do i mean ducks fly long distances too but they're a smaller duck so they usually kind of pond hop with cranes they go for a long long time yeah when they're flying and then they and they take forever to land like you think sometimes like waiting on ducks coming in i mean you hear all right there's one coming in and, I, and you and you get to a point where you can see it and it's like dude that's like a 200 yards out well yeah it's coming in though yeah i mean so it, and it, and it cut, takes i mean i'd say probably like 30 seconds for it to get from like from like 200 yards out to get into the spread really so it's a long wait yeah it feels like a long time yeah um but they're huge i mean it you can see them you can spot them off like a long ways and they they're look really like pterodactyls cool. man yeah and they're really cool and, and they hit, they hit, they hit when you hit them they and they fly in like when they're landing it's they're in they're an easy shot, but you got to put some you got to put some punch behind it. <laughs> yeah, because um, you can get them down. Eat like I said, they're a big target, but I mean the the time it takes to actually like get one dead. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you shoot them and they fall on the ground. They're still alive. Yeah, um, but they smack pretty hard though. If they're up high enough, yeah, they smack hard. <laughs> they hit hard. And you can so hear it. Were they using? Uh... Were they using calls at all? Or they uh, using- you can use actually a goose call and kind of like flutter it. That's what I was wondering if they were doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, you can kind of, you can use a goose call and flutter it. Um, they make crane calls, but I think we kept leaving it in the truck. We never actually had it. <laughs> yeah, I think most guys, everyone that I've always seen or heard, most of them use. Yeah, most of them just use a goose. Goose call. And just flutter it. I think there's a couple of guys, we don't make a crane call, but there are some guys out there that are hand making them and. I haven't really seen them in stores. There may be some, but yeah, um, a lot of guys use a goose. Call. Um, but and then we were we were using dive bombs because they're easy to carry. Just silhouettes. Easiest. Yeah, just yeah. dive bomb silhouettes. I mean, we had I don't exactly remember, but we had quite a bit. Yeah, That's and awesome. we were using panel blinds and just borrowed some crop. <laughs> That's awesome. Borrowed some crop. Love it. So you hunted. You got. You shot your birds, brought the meat home, you cooked the meat. Everyone calls it ribeye the sky. Give me your personal review of Sandhill Cream. It literally tastes like a steak with a little bit of a ducky flavor. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, kind of a ducky, fishy flavor, kind of. Hmm. Okay. But it the steak flavor is overwhelming. It's, yeah. And, and it definitely takes on the flavor of what you're using i mean you can marinate it yeah and all that stuff and then you did you cook it like medium or uh you want to do medium rare yeah keep it you don't want to you don't want to overcook any waterfowl but yeah you don't want to overcook these i've eaten overcooked waterfowl and uh it's not fun it, i wanted we didn't wake up early enough the next morning to do it but i really wanted to make some uh uh fajita like breakfast tacos yeah we didn't do it so i have enough meat i'm probably gonna definitely do that yeah we needed to make some fajitas i'm actually probably gonna take some this week oh it'd be hard to unthought anyway yeah you got it well that's cool man i loved uh seeing all the pictures from that and hearing those reports yeah i'm kind of posting them every now and then i still have a lot that i haven't posted 
Yeah. But I got a lot more video that day. Cool. So I'm actually going to, I'm putting together an Instagram length, minute long, like highlight reel thing. Killer. I got enough to do other, I've got enough to probably do like a five minute recap video and have Jacob talking in it and stuff. So Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, man, I love that. I'd love to get out on that on one of those sometime. We'll try to plan something like that. That'd be fun. So, um, some reports so far from the season. Uh, a lot of guys up north are already middle of their season. Some of them are kind of towards the end of their season. Uh, again, Canada, the Rona has shut Canada down for American hunters. Um, I've been listening to some podcasts from guys from Canada, and they're asking them like, "How's the hunting up there? What's it looking like?" A lot of them are saying the hunting up there is phenomenal and the birds are stupid. (laughs) So they, not stupid, I mean stupid numbers, but also like it's juvie birds that have never seen decoys, have never seen mojos, don't know what's going on, and there's not a whole lot of hunters right now. And so they're saying it's pretty easy hunting because birds are just coming in and they're, I mean, it's it's awesome. So... uh, I'm excited to see what this season looks like way down here south in Texas. All those birds that didn't get shot up there. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about mojos not working. Mojos may work really well this season because they haven't seen a lot of mojos up yeah. north. So, but all the reports so far are that they had a great harvest and uh, the hunting up there is great. Um, again, we had some really cold weather in october september and october that we haven't had in a long time yeah uh west texas was frozen up they shut schools down when i say they shut schools down in texas you gotta remember you get an inch of snow and they shut this shut the state yeah no one around here knows how to drive on ice it's rare for us so they uh they were shutting schools down and but give it five minutes it'll change it'll change yeah uh they yeah it was we had some ice storms and stuff so Whenever it, whenever those cold snaps hit, we're seeing big numbers of big birds early season. I mean, before season starts, which we usually don't see a ton of big birds before opening day of uh, around here anyway. Um, before opening day of big big duck season, so um, it's been cool to see. Just driving right now, you're seeing them on on water everywhere, and uh, it looks like numbers. We've got a lot of numbers and. Um, we're holding a lot of birds already out at our all of our spots. So I think this is going to be a season to remember for sure. Um, it's going to be fun, and uh, and I can't wait to to get out there Saturday and really see what are we working with this season. So um, that's kind of uh, updates from this season so far. You've been on a couple deer hunts. Uh, yeah, I went on – well – we were yeah, I was chasing deers with Jacob with Red Barn Outfitters yesterday, yeah. and then I'm going tomorrow uh, to my stepdad's <clears throat> land and uh, my mom and my mom and stepdad's land and trying to get some, trying to get. I just want meat, so I yeah. don't. If it's brown, it's down for me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to get some meat in the freezer. Uh, so that'll be and cool. it would be my first year if I do get one. So Your first year, ever. I'm not really chasing a monster buck. Yeah, but if one walks out, I mean, if one walks out, you I mean, obviously I'm gonna you take put it. The, but put the stomp on him. But he said stuff is moving, so it's probably gonna. I'm more than likely probably just gonna see a doe, and I've seen a doe out there before. So. Yeah, and then also, um, 
we're you've never processed a deer either. I've never processed a deer. So we're gonna take. I have a a meat grinder, and then uh, I got a jerky maker and all that. So we're gonna try to process this thing up and get some jerky yeah. out of it and all My, that. My uh, stepdad's gonna help me quarter it out, and then I'll probably just keep it quartered in the freezer, tape it up, and then bring it here. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, um, hunting season for me, I'm actually, when this releases, you'll have already gone on the deer hunt. So you may already have the deer. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully (laughs) you will. But Hey, this is my favorite time of year. Uh, I love the season. I love the holiday season. I love hunting season. I love just the family time that we get to, I get to spend with family and my kiddos and they get off school and they went to a different school schedule this year where they have more time off during the during the school year so we're gonna have more time to hunt and and get out there and uh yeah thanksgiving christmas hanging out with family um man i just love love this time of year i love this time of year yeah football football's kicked back up where we didn't know if we were gonna even have football so we've got football going um who's gonna win the super bowl i don't even know who's playing man well (laughs) we don't know who's in the super bowl yet Uh, I'm not really a sports guy. I don't follow it closely, but I'm going to call, let's say the Chiefs. I mean, they want it, and um, they got Mahomes. I like like Houston teams because that's where I'm from. I don't Um, like the Cowboys. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm not a big Cowboys fan. The Cowboys have had a rough season. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I've seen people like posting like, oh, the Cowboys are doing bad this year. I mean, I don't really pay attention to Yeah organized sports i yeah. think the only sport that i actually like kind of follow is disc golf there you go <laughs> so um but anyway this time of year i love it and i know all y'all listen to this love this this time of year as well so we're getting into it and this but is what we texans prep all win. year for if the texans win it's i'm if the texans go to super Bowl, which is not going to happen i will probably watch that there you go that's fun and then obviously the world series i watched that too yeah when the astros won oh yeah for sure so, uh, last kind of topic here. Again, we haven't ever really talked about this outside of, well, we've never talked about it, but the election happened last week. Hmm. It's crazy, man. Well, it's not, it didn't happen. It's still happening. Still happening. So, uh, I know politics are crazy. Some, everyone has different opinions. Um, I wanted to just kind of give some, some feedback, some opinion, it may be different than other people think, whatever it may be, but uh, this is the craziest election I've ever seen. I've never seen oh, yeah. anything happen like this. I mean, they said in 2000 with Al Gore, they recounted See, some votes. but To me, this whole political thing, I mean, I'm a history buff. Yeah. And stuff like this has happened in history before where they've had to, like, where it's been pretty content. Like, I mean, it's happened in past elections. Yeah. I think what's killing us is media. Yeah. It's the media's portrayal of everything that's going on and not just media as in traditional media, like news and stuff like that, but it's also like social media's like destroyed the American system, I think. Well, and what's hard too is... Because this has definitely happened in the past and all of like pandemics have happened. Like, yeah. I mean, elections like this, this controversial have definitely happened in the past. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any topic off the top of my head, but I mean, it's just... The matter of how much news is spread these days is just terrible. Yeah, and you got to think, twenty years ago, um, if yeah, something it, happened on the West Coast, <clears throat> um, it took a little bit for people to 
it to funnel over to the East Coast or whatever. Like, yeah, there was news on TV, but um, now social media is so. I mean, now it's like if something happens, everybody in the in the U.S. Yeah. knows instantly. I mean, not just the U.S. I mean, if something happens in, yeah, I mean it's instant now. Yeah, I mean we I can play video games with somebody in China. Yeah, without any loss of connection. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is like you have so much information that we're getting so much information every day all the time on our phones on social media and it's it's hard to decipher that sometimes it's hard to figure out what uh what's going on or what the real truth is um but with this election uh man it's been crazy to see uh just how it's gone down and all the different speculations about ballots and Pennsylvania no. and Michigan, all, all the different places. I will know. I will say one thing. I'm not ever going to Nevada because it'll take forever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, do you think? Let's get real here for a minute. Do you think that um, there was fraud in the voting system? I do. You do. Yeah, I do. I think there has to be. Okay, and I don't want to blame stuff on people, and I don't want to accuse people of stuff, but there's so many things that are coming out, and so many videos, and so many stories. And well, I say I do because it's happened pretty much every election. Yeah, for countless number of years, there's always been fraud, and it's not going to change. This year, what's different about it is they're the other side that's saying that there's not fraud, which they're like clearly is fraud like you can't have melon ballots and not like you if humans are involved there's error that's yeah like there's there's no there's no there's no way you can get there's no way you can get not error with humans involved yeah so and with error with human involvement there comes fraud and fraud i mean I I just think yeah no there definitely is and I think sometimes some former fashion there definitely is yeah I think sometimes there's blatant fraud where it's like people want to change the outcome and they're gonna do whatever they can to yeah. help change it I think other times people may they may not think it's fraud they may be just like when they're saying they're uh, post dating melon ballots and stuff yeah. like there there may be some people that. Uh, I can see the scenario where someone's trying to mail in a ballot or someone's trying to get a ballot in and someone just like, they're not trying to affect the election. They're just wanting to help this person get their vote in. And they're like, well, we'll just postmark this to yesterday so that your, your vote will be counted. And uh, man, there's so many speculations and things that go into this and people said this and videos of this. And uh, man, it's a, it's one of those things. um, One takeaway that, I kind of have, this may not be a super popular opinion, especially now, but um, whenever Trump was elected, uh, one thing that just kind of got under my skin is when people would say, he ain't my president. Like, you heard that all the time. He ain't my president. He ain't my president. I mean, you've heard it up until the day. Yeah, you hear it all the time. Up until the day that Biden won. Yeah. And so. was called. Yeah. So Biden was called. Here's the deal. Um, even if you're and he's not, not even he's not even elected yet, so it's the president elect. Yeah, and I think they reversed Arizona now. 
I don't on even. some news. Network. I have stopped watching. Yeah, I have to. I I mean, I watched one news network that I kind of. I'm just gonna wait till January like, to see who's in what office. Is, what is happening here? Yeah, I'm but, hun- I'm hunting. I don't, I don't need we'll to go hunting. But the deal is, whatever side of the aisle you're on, when it, whenever you say that's not my president, you may not agree with the president. You may not agree with his policy or what he's trying to do, but he's still the president. Exactly. Right, and so. I just was like, man, it's so disrespectful to say that's not that ain't my president. Whenever I mean, the people voted for him, and even if the person that you don't want to win, um, so if Biden won, even though I don't agree with a lot of what Biden is saying, I don't agree with his policy, I don't agree with what he's going to do. He, if he does win and they declare he is the president, he is our president. president. Yeah, I made a post. I think you liked it. I have pulled up, but I made a post the November 2nd. So like a day before. Yeah. Day before um, I made the photo. It says who are, regardless of who wins, I will still respect my president. Yeah. And, and I, my, uh, my thing is, is I said, I don't ever get political, which I don't. Yeah. Um, but regardless of who wins tomorrow, I don't, I don't have to agree with the politics, the policies, I don't think I have to agree with anything I believes or what he says. The policies he pushes or the political party he's with or not with. If Trump wins or Biden wins, it doesn't matter. He's still a president, and I respect him because he's been elected our leader. Yeah. However, if whoever becomes elected um, and violates the Constitution or my rights, I will do my part to make my voice heard, and that's protesting or voting, as my right given to me as a citizen. I also I made my voice heard when I voted. But I also believe, as believers in Christ, we are citizens of heaven, and we are also citizens of the world, and we are in the world, but not of it. We, a lot of people have said that. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, even though we're not of, um, we are still called to interact with, in the world, in a way that honors God. This includes honoring our leaders and obeying the laws of our land. Romans 13, 1 through 7, um, let every subject be governed let let, uh, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, who and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, who resists the authorities resist what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. And I said, government authorities are not perfect, nor do they allow always follow God's plans. For times like that, um, God asks us to do the contrary, and we expect to honor what God says. In, in a respectful way and our constitution as of American citizens allow that to happen um, Acts 529 we must obey God rather than men yeah so I think that yeah, that's mean, so. huge in, in um, <clears throat> you know I heard a guy the other day yesterday actually I was talking to him about something and he uh, he said some, it wasn't exactly this but I'll try to paraphrase what he said <laughs> he said a lot of times um, whatever my human, whatever my human nature tells me to do in a scenario, God usually wants us to do the opposite. Yeah. Right. Like whatever my flesh is is telling me to do, usually the biblical thing to do, the thing that this is the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, is like because my flesh. I mean, there's sin and there's so much, and I want, I want to, I want to. Ah, I can't believe he's doing this and blah blah blah, but. As a believer, as a follower of Christ, like how, uh, how, how much better is it for us as followers of Christ to, to pray for Biden if he does win? Yeah. And then if he, if we all pray that God would change his heart and, 
I don't know if he's a believer from, I don't know, but I would say, man, if God literally came in and Jesus changed his heart, the Lord changed his heart, and we, from a presidential presidential platform, we saw a change in character, we saw a change in who he is, we saw a change in him as a person, and he literally changed uh, his stance on things because he became a believer in Jesus. Like, what a better testimony. There's not a better testimony. I mean, yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, I don't know. I just... <laughs> That would be an ideal world. An ideal world. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. But there would have to be a change. In order for something like that to happen, there would have to be a change for the whole political party. That oh, is, yeah. That he's that is with. Because... So, Gramps, yep. Jack, thinks three things are going to happen. Yeah. He thinks if nothing's called, Trump will call something. Like, he'll, like drag us out for a while yeah if biden wins he'll become elected president and he will be cn fit and kamala and nancy pelosi will probably be president and vice president yeah it's more than likely what's gonna if biden wins because there's no way i don't want to get too political but there's no way that if you've seen any of the videos like steven crowder put it best you can't get through an entire speech by biden without being like huh what is happening yeah what what yeah um yeah it's tough i just think there's gonna be some crazy stuff happening and it would like you said that would be awesome if that happens but it would have to be from a polit like a i mean god can move mountains so i don't yeah i think he can do anything i know he can do anything but it would take a big yeah big it take everybody i mean it would take a lot oh yeah so, um, which yeah, it's like, possible. I mean, it is possible. All things are possible through God. But what I just think like, what as believers is our re- response? Like, what's the correct response? And I don't know. I don't necessarily. I can't tell you this is exactly what you need to do for you and your family or whatever. But I do know that it, whoever the president is, there continues to be um, decisions that are made that go against my beliefs or go against the Bible or different than, than what, what the Bible teaches. And, um, man, my, uh, the spiritual health of my family, the spiritual health of me, uh, is not dependent on the president. Exactly. Right now, whenever the government starts doing things that infringe on my right as a believer in Jesus, mm-hmm. that's whenever I have to start standing up and saying, no, you cannot do this because the Constitution protects that freedom of yep. religion. Right? Freedom of religion, yep. So, um, but at the end of the day, uh, our team for the Godly Campus, we're going through a book that was written by a pastor in Georgia. It's called Deep and Wide, and it's talking about the church and, and uh, reaching lost people, and it's just a really good book. But this last chapter, we went through chapter three, and it's talking about the church in the early days and when in the Bible, the first time the word church was mentioned was in the New Testament, but it's actually ecclesia. And so um, ecclesia is not, it doesn't refer to a building at all. It doesn't refer to a certain place. It refers to a group of people gathering um, yes. for under one uh, 
one cause, right? one cause, one thought, whatever. And so for us as the church, the ecclesia, we're not constrained to a building. We're not, it's, I mean, in this chapter, um, Jesus tells Peter, um, he's talking to him. He said, you are Peter. And on this rock, you, I will build my church. And so he's talking about like the church is believers and followers of Jesus. And so we are the church and we are the ones who have to go out and live the gospel and live out the Bible in front of people. And we've got to be praying for our leadership. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I was thinking like, man, I don't know what the government's going to do. I don't know what the decisions are going to be. But for me as a believer, um, I have to just focus on leading my family to Jesus, leading yes. my family um, to do what the Bible tells them to do, teach, disciple my family. And uh, I do care what the government does. I do care the decisions they're making. But at the end of the day, if I can focus on, on, on living out the gospel, living out the Bible, teaching my family the Bible, discipling my family, discipling the people around me, and leading people to the gospel, like the thing that people are looking for, even they, even though if they don't know it, they're looking for Jesus. Like they're looking mm-hmm. for salvation. They're looking for gospel. They're looking for hope. They're looking for all these things that only Jesus offers. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> I just want to encourage you with that. Like we got a, a lot into political stuff there. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, want, I always say, because I went to, I didn't go to like seminary, but I went, I did, I went to good old Baptist school. Yeah. And we had to do, uh, we had to, like part of the curriculum at the school in order to graduate you have to do some even any degree you're getting you could get like a science degree from there and you still have to take bible classes and a big thing that we talked about a lot of the time was we talked about that chapter at new testament class and a lot of it was and when we talked about it it was and i and it stuck with me ever since is that we are a church church is a people not a place absolutely yeah, and we've said that at church too. But I mean, everyone hears it. But it's that—that's kind of what it stuck to me. And yeah, when I kind of matured more in my faith is through college. Yeah, so um, I just want to encourage y'all again. Uh, we don't know what the future looks like. We don't know what government's going to do. But I do know who Jesus is, and I do know what He already did for us, and I do exactly. know the outcome. Like we've—he's already won, and we've won, yep. and so. Not not in an election sense, but in, in a life we, sense. We won the game of life, man. We won it, man. We put so, the cheat codes in, and we got we got we got, we got all the it. answers. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to encourage y'all with that. If you have any questions at all about any of that that we just said, there may be some things that some people don't agree with. Whatever, uh, feel free to message us, call us. Uh, my personal numbers on the Valor Facebook page, so you can call me. I think um, mine is on my Insta. There you um, go. I think. So we're easy to get a hold of, whether it's Messenger or whatever. We'd love to chat about that. Um, but uh, I just want to encourage you, like, man, um, if you're a believer, go be the go be the church. Like, go mm-hmm. lead people. Go share the gospel. Go disciple people. Um, if you're looking for hope, if you're looking for something that you can't find, that thing is Jesus. And we'd yep. love to talk to you about that. So... Uh, hey, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for checking out the podcast. I'm going to pray us out and then we'll be done for today. And then I'm excited to release these upcoming podcasts during the next few weeks with the wives or hunting updates of the season. So oh, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Lathe, you ready for this season? I am. Dude. I am excited. And uh, I can't wait for 
to get my buck, you know. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I, I, I'm excited. I hope I do get a buck, but if I don't, I had fun time trying. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, let me pray for us, and then we'll be uh, we'll be out. Lord, thank you so much for today. I thank you for um, your creation that you made us to go and uh, go be hunters, go be gatherers. And uh, what an awesome time of year where we can um, go gather meat for our family and food for our family, and uh, go out in the field and and have fun with our our family and our friends and. Um, Lord, you gave us all of those things. So we thank you for that. Lord, I don't know what this election looks like, but we're just going to put it in your hands and, and say we're going to follow you every step of the way. And uh, we we just trust trust you. Your plan's perfect. So, um, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, help everyone have a safe season. Um, and, uh, again, just honor you and everything they do. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here, Lave. Yeah. All right, dude. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.